It's a new year and a fresh start. The new goals are set. The vision is renewed. We are refreshed and recharged. By now, we should have done some reflection of the past year, and we've made proper adjustments where we saw necessary. We're grateful for the opportunities and for what we accomplished all of last year. We're grateful for the mistakes, the lessons learned, the growth, definitely for the success, the milestones we hit along the way, and the unforgettable experiences. I hope you're focused and ready to take on new heights this year. I hope you're ready to conquer uncharted territory in your life, in your family, especially in your career, in your leadership, in ministry, or wherever it is that you serve. Back in episode 27, we learned about gratitude and how gratitude is a gateway to greatness. Today, we're getting into part two of the greatness series. We're fresh into the new year and we want it to be a great year. So in order to do that, we have to be committed to greatness. Committed to greatness. Welcome to 2023, everybody. This is episode 29 of That's the Truth. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Jay Gallegos. My goal is that during our time together, we get one step closer and further along in becoming who God has intended us to be one step at a time so we can be effective and make an impact in every area of our life. And well, just like that, it's a new year. And this is the first episode of 2023. I want to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. We're excited because as we kick off the new year, we are also celebrating one year of That's the Truth. As we reflected into last year, it all happened so fast. And with a blink of an eye, a year later, here we are, 29 episodes into it. And I'm grateful and blown away how God is leading us and we're moving the needle in some way. One year in and about 3,000 downloads later, we've crossed into more than 30 countries. And I'm just amazed at what God is doing. It is truly an honor to serve you and bring you value in some way. And guess what? We couldn't do it without you. You are what keeps this going. A big thank you to you and everyone who has subscribed, if you've rated, and anyone who has taken a moment to provide any type of feedback. Thank you so much, everyone, and to those who have shared the podcast on social media. It really does help get the podcast and get some more visibility. We want to spread the word and invite others to join the community. I know your time is valuable, so my commitment to you is to bring to you the very best content and conversations within my reach. We want to bring to you as much value as possible with each and every episode. I want to provide you with practical takeaways that will help you grow personally and things that will help you grow spiritually and ultimately closer to God. If you've been with us so far, if you've been following along, you know that you can expect a new episode bi-weekly. The first Friday of every month, we share a teaching then we'll spend some time with a special guest later in the month. And we are grateful for every single guest that has taken time to provide value to us, to share their experiences and to take time out of their schedule to talk to us and spend some time with us providing what they've learned and their experiences. If you haven't already, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. Also, keep an eye out for bonus content. And I'll give you a little bit of a hint. Every month that has an extra week, we'll be posting a bonus episode and we'll stay on a bi-weekly schedule. 
As we discuss commitment and being committed to greatness, I want to start off reading from Matthew chapter 20, from verse 20 to 28. And it says, Then the mother of Zebedee's sons came to him with her sons, kneeling down and asking something from him, referring to Jesus. Verse 21 says, And he said to her, What do you wish? She said to him, Grant that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right hand and the other on the left in your kingdom. But Jesus answered and said, You do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I'm baptized with? They said to him, We are able. So he said to them, You will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with, but sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is for those whom it is prepared by my father. Verse 24 says, and when the 10 heard it, they were greatly displeased with the two brothers. But Jesus called them to himself and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them and those who are great exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be so among you, but whoever desires to be great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. But as a son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Today, we're talking about being committed and more specifically committed to greatness. It's a new year and we cannot reach new goals and new heights unless we focus and we commit. Greatness is out of our reach if we do not have commitment in our life. Whatever goals you set this year for yourself, whatever growth path you've decided to take, if it's a fitness goal, goals in your business, goals in your leadership, your career, or your ministry, you'll need to be and stay committed. I hope this year you've decided to raise the bar a little bit for your family. We cannot grow in any category unless we raise the bar. But if we want to gain some ground, we cannot do it if we do not commit. Commitment is essential. It's a fundamental principle that is absolutely required for any type of success or growth. It's applicable in our practical life and it's applicable in our spiritual life as well. And we're going to be talking about both today. If you want to see results, you must be committed at all costs. We have to be committed to greatness. Spiritually speaking, since the pandemic, we've seen an obvious decline in most churches. Less and less people interested in godly things and spiritual success. Most of the time when we hear about success, it refers to some type of career or financial status. It refers to some type of material instance or some type of material reference. I don't think the lack of spiritual success is because people don't love God. I don't think that the lack of interest in godly things is because people are not wanting to attend church. I think it's a lot deeper than that. And I say that simply because most of the time, if you ask to pray for someone, most of the time they're going to agree. They're going to say yes. If you talk to someone about Jesus, they're going to listen and they're going to talk to you about it. They're going to open up about personal experiences. They're going to open up, open up about how they need to be closer to God. But it's a commitment issue. Few are willing to pay the price for change in their life. Few are willing to carry the cross. Few are willing to surrender to self and follow Jesus. Few are willing 
to surrender to self. That's a huge requirement when we're following Jesus. We surrender to our will. We surrender to our desires and ourself. We die to ourself, our desires, and we seek to follow Jesus and the things that please God. Commitment comes at a cost, and few are willing to pay the price for change. Why is it that gyms are bursting at the seams in January, but are scarce in December? If fitness was easy for everyone, everyone would be fit. But that type of reward has a price, and only the committed get to experience it. In January, people set goals like getting closer to God, for example, but few actually commit to fasting frequently and every day, devoting prayer time and devoting time to daily Bible reading. Some start businesses but fell soon after because they neglected to commit from the beginning. You have to be committed to greatness. And I love the scripture that we read just now in Matthew chapter 20. It starts off in verse 20 to 28. Simply because the mother of these two men came up to Jesus boldly, making a request. And there's nothing wrong with that. We present our request boldly to God. We come to prayer, we make our petitions in prayer, boldly in faith. But in this case, what she was asking for, I don't think they truly understood. I don't think she understood what it is that the kingdom meant. I don't think neither one of them understood what the kingdom that Jesus talked about actually meant. Simply because the request that they were making required some type of position. They wanted to sit in some type of political status. They thought that Jesus' kingdom that was going to be established was going to be on earth. They thought it was going to be some type of political reigning that he was going to come in and take over. And they wanted to be in front and center on his right and on his left when he did that. He had just talked about his sacrifice on the cross. He had just talked about giving his life, but here they are making a request where they wanted to be in the public eye, where they wanted to be approved and pleasing people. They wanted to be approved by people. They wanted to have the popularity. Maybe they wanted to be seen and they wanted to be at his right and they wanted to be at his left. But surprisingly, Jesus gives them a very straightforward answer and he tells them and he makes this question. Are you able to drink the cup that I'm going to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they boldly answered, yes, we're able. We can do that. We can drink from the same cup and be baptized with the same baptism. They boldly replied, yes, we are able. But Jesus knew from that moment and before when they made this request that they had no idea what they were asking for. They had no idea what the kingdom meant. They had no idea what the drink required. They had no idea what the sacrifice was going to require. And he tells him, you will indeed drink my cup and be baptized with the baptism. You have to be committed to greatness. Commitment requires sacrifice. Marriage is a commitment. For example, when we say for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, in sickness and in health until parted by death, that is a true commitment. You're, whenever you make these vows, you're committing to accomplishing them for better, for worse, for richer, for poor. In any circumstance, in any moment, you are going to be next to your spouse. You're making that commitment to your spouse and to each other. A job and a career requires some level of commitment. 
And to be honest with you, there are some jobs and some positions that I'm not willing to take because I'm not willing to make that level of commitment. There are different levels of commitment and things that will require more and more sacrifice of you. Before you take any job, before you sign up for any career, before you sign up for any task, you know exactly what is expected prior you taking on that role. And it's your choice to commit from there forward. To be honest with you, no other job requires more commitment than the one of a cupbearer. Like in the times of when the kings ruled, there was no other job that required more commitment than the cupbearer. Simply because of his duties. The cupbearer had to be trustworthy. He had to be loyal. He had to be committed to death. He had to be willing to give his life for the king if required. If need be, he had to be willing to lay down his life so the king could continue living. Part of his role was to serve the king's cup. He had to protect the cup or the bottle he was going to serve to avoid it being compromised. Wherever the bottle went, he had to know about it. He had to protect it. He couldn't let it out of his sight to protect it from being compromised. In any case, the kingdom was under threat. The cup bearer was responsible for tasting the wine or whatever was in the king's cup to assure it was not poisoned at any time. But what if it was? That's a good question. But what if it was poisoned? How did they verify it then? Well, that's part of his role, and that was part of the risk. That is a risk that Cupbearer had to be willing to make. He had to be committed to protecting the king at all costs and be willing to die so the king could live. If at any moment they felt that the kingdom was compromised and the kingdom was under any kind of threat, he had to taste the wine. He had to taste from the cup, and if it costed him his life, then so be it. That's what he signed up for, and that's what he had to be willing to do. What are you willing to sacrifice this year to reach your goal? Are you truly committed to it? Would you be willing to sacrifice whatever it took to accomplish it? How much of yourself are you willing to give for it? Only the committed get to see greatness. There are crowns for the committed. There are crowns for the committed. There's a reward for the ones that commit. 1 Peter 5.4 refers to the shepherds of the flock doing the will of God and the crowns of glory they will receive. And it says, when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. The problem is that many want crowns without commitment. We want the reward at times. We want the result at times. We want the final outcome without paying the price. And the problem is that many are people that want the promise without the process. We're, we want the result. We want the reward. We want the final outcome. We want the other side of it, but we are not willing to pay the price. Many want the promise without the process. In order to reach greatness, we have to be committed. In order to reach our goals, we cannot do it without committing to it fully. Jesus demonstrated the greatest example of commitment. I don't think there is another example in the Bible than the example of Jesus sacrificing his life to give us eternal life. Jesus demonstrated the greatest example of commitment. The Bible says that he set his face like flint. He made the decision. He knew exactly when his last journey to Jerusalem was going to be. He knew that he wasn't going to come back. He knew that he was going to give his life. He knew that it was going to cost him 
pain. He knew that it was going to cost him everything, his very last breath. He took on full humility and the form of a servant, sacrificing his very own life on the cross. The example he gave of greatness was through sacrifice and serving others. In verse 22, Jesus refers to a cup he expected to drink. He says, are you able to drink the cup that I'm about to drink and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? He refers to a cup. Are you able to drink the cup? This is the cup of commitment. This is what he was referring to. The very first miracle he did was turning the water into wine. And it wasn't just any wine. It was the very best wine anyone had ever seen at the time. When he's in the Garden of Gethsemane, he says, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will, is what he prayed in Gethsemane when he was in agony and he was in pain and he was in turn, he's going through his internal crushing and he was praying, let your will be done, but pass this cup from me, but let your will be done. God being king and ruler of all, removed his royal clothes and stepped down from his throne. If I could paint you a picture, you can picture God removing his royal clothes and stepping down from the throne and becoming flesh and introducing himself into this world as Jesus. He became sin, he who knew no sin. He became a servant of others and gave his life and sacrifice as a ransom for us out of pure, unconditional love. He stepped down as king and he took on the role of the cupbearer. Just a moment ago, we were talking about the cupbearer and how he sacrificed his life so the king could live. Normally, the cupbearer would take the drink from the cup and risk his life for the king. If in any case they thought that the cup was going to be poisoned or they thought that it was going to risk the king's life, the cupbearer was responsible for taking that drink, taking the cup, and sacrificing his life in place of the king. But in this case, referring to God, referring to what the Bible says about Jesus, in this case, the king said, I will take the drink for you and give my life for you so you could live in eternity with me. He took the place of the cup bearer. Normally, the cup bearer would sacrifice his life for the king. But in this case, the king sacrificed his life for the cup bearer. We represent the cup bearer. Jesus gave his life so we could live. And in verse 26, he says, But whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. And whoever desires to be first among you, let him be your slave. But just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. I want to be honest with you. I struggled with commitment for a very long time. I learned to be committed through providing this podcast and by reading the Bible every day. What do I mean by that? Many of you know already that I mentioned in the earlier episodes that I had struggled launching this podcast for a long time. I sat on the idea. I felt it from God. I felt in my heart this needed to get done. But it took me a very, very long time to get it off the ground. It took me a long time for a lot of different reasons, not knowing how to go about it, not knowing how to start it. But most of it was because of fear. Most of it was being fear of not knowing what to do, not being too much of a perfectionist and all of that and everything in between. But I learned to be committed through providing this podcast. 
once I started it and once I launched it, I said, I'm not going to miss an episode and I'm not going to fall outside of the biweekly schedule. I want to be at least within that same range and I want to do it consistently. I didn't want to start something and give up on it halfway. I didn't want to start something and then walk away from it unfinished. And referring to the Bible, I learned to be committed through reading the Bible every single day. And maybe this is not the best thing to admit, but I want to be completely transparent with you. Last year, I read the Bible in a year and I completed it for the first time. And guess what? I'm doing it again this year because I decided to be committed at all costs. I had never done it in the past. I have wanted to. I skipped around through it. I read a lot of it. I studied a lot of it. I, I have preached quite a bit of it, but I had never really read it from front to back just for reading it ever. Most people have done it quite a few times. Many did it in Bible college. Maybe they've done it in several times. And, and like I said, maybe it's not the best thing for me to admit, but I'm being completely open with you. It's the first time I did it. But through that process, every single day, reading each passage, every single day that went by, being committed to it, I learned to be committed. I used that to teach myself and force myself to be disciplined and be committed to daily reading. And guess what? I'm doing it again this year. And that's why recently on social media, I launched out a, an invitation for anyone that wanted to do it with me. If you've never done it, you can still catch up. You can find me on social media and we'll go from there. Send me a DM if you'd like, and you can jump on and catch up with us. We're a weekend. But I learned to be committed through this platform and by reading the Bible. What type of year do you want to have? The choice is yours. What are you willing to sacrifice to accomplish your dream? What are you willing to sacrifice to accomplish your goals? Are you willing to pay the price for greatness? Commit to it until you reach it. Show up every day. Give your best in everything you do one day at a time. I made the mistake of trying to see the full picture, but I learned so much and simply taking one step at a time and only visualizing and only seeing what was directly in front of me. Show up even whenever you don't feel like it. And you're not always going to feel like it. You're not always going to feel at your best. You're not always going to feel your full strength, but we have to show up anyway. If it's your fitness goals, if it's a spiritual goal, if it's a career goal, leadership and ministry, whatever it is that you're trying to get better at, whatever goal you set for yourself, you have to show up in any case. Sometimes it requires the late nights. Sometimes it requires the extra effort. Sometimes it requires the extra miles and even going against the crowds and sacrificing and separating yourself from the daily routines and, and the crowds and all of the things that everybody else is into, separating yourself and going against the crowd. But the truth is, is that greatness requires commitment. And the only way that we're going to reach it is through the road of commitment. The only way to get there is by being committed to greatness. Thank you for joining me today. If you enjoyed today's podcast and you found this helpful in some way, let us know about it. I would love to connect with you on social media. In the description below, you will find the links. You can also visit the blog page where you can find more helpful content like this at inspired2inspired.org. That's inspired, the number two, inspired.org. And you will be able to find the links also in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on anything. I encourage you to help us reach others by rating, leave a review or share it on social media. And that would mean so much to me. And I would be very, very appreciative of that. 
In the meantime, continue moving forward in the direction God is leading you. Continue taking steps closer and becoming who God has intended you to be so you can be impactful in every area of your life. God bless, and we'll see you on the next one.